Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Before we dive into this episode, I want to briefly talk about my summer workshop series that I'm hosting for the entire month of July. So I'm doing live virtual marketing workshops focused around different parts of Instagram, email marketing, influencers, and product photography. So each Wednesday for the entire month of July, there is a different online and live workshop. If you cannot attend the workshop live, you can still purchase the workshop or the bundle of workshops and you can watch the replay and then you can ask any questions that you have in the Facebook group. The workshops are $1.99 for the all access pass. You get all the workshops, you get all the replays, all the download books, things like that. Or you can purchase each individual workshop for $57. I will add the link below, but these are fantastic workshops. They are done with you. So the first part of the workshop is we go over a specific lesson. And then the second hour of the workshop is implementation and live Q&A. So you can ask questions. We can do this together on the spot. I love workshops. I love teaching people live. I think it's so super fun. If you are part of my um, holiday workshop this past October, Um, We had such a blast doing Black Friday promotions and kind of diving into all that. So I wanted to do a few marketing focused workshops this summer, and I'm really, really excited about them. So again, click the link in the show notes for more information, and I hope to see you there. Welcome to the 36th episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today we have brand and package design expert Kayla Peepko of Docs Design. She is one of the most talented designers I've ever seen. I continuously drool over her Instagram post that she does where she showcases her design work. She is incredibly talented and I'm such a big fan of hers and I know that you guys will be too. So in this episode, we're going to dive into how branding and And package design plays a huge part in your business and helps you stand out amongst your competitors and how high demand brands will have amazing packaging that, again, helps attract their ideal customers, but also makes them stand out with so much saturation in the online space. You know, it's important that you do things that make your business stand out. And so Kayla really dives into so much detail today on how you can do that with branding and packaging design. A little bit about Kayla. Kayla is the crazy dog lady, creative director and designer behind Docs Design, a remote branding and packaging design studio that helps businesses become top dogs through drool-worthy design. She is a proud fur mama to three Dotsons, lover of all 70s music, and a huge packaging design nerd. So this episode is fantastic. So if you're someone who you're trying to grow your product business brand, so you have a subscription box business, you have an e-commerce business, you have an Etsy store, whatever you have, and you're trying to stand out, you're trying to get more customers, you're trying to create an impeccable 
customer experience, then this episode is for you and you're going to love Kayla as much as I do. So grab your coffee, grab your wine. This is going to be an amazing one. Hey, Kayla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So before we kind of dive into all things branding, packaging, can you just talk a little bit about, just tell us uh, the audience, you know, a little bit about you and how you ended up with Docs Design? Yes, of course. Hello, everyone. My name is Kayla and I am the crazy dog lady behind Docs Design. Um, We are a fully remote design studio that specializes in branding and packaging design. Um, Our whole thing is taking small businesses and making them top dogs in their industry through what we call jewelry branding and design. So we really work with our clients to craft a one of a kind brand for them with all the unique colors, patterns, and the whole visual toolkit, everything beyond a logo. And then we'll usually work with our clients long-term, helping them with packaging design and everything as well. So I started in the agency world um, of graphic design when I graduated from college. I did the whole working with the big brands. It was just too much. I was working like 60, 70 hours a week. I was having to leave my three dachshunds at home. I never was really able to be with them. It just wasn't quite the lifestyle I wanted for myself. So I kind of started freelancing on the side to pick up you know, clients just as a creative outlet and it accidentally turned into a business. Um, it kind of was a happy accident. Um, we've been in business now for three years and it's no longer just me freelancing. I actually have a team of four designers, copywriter, um, and a client manager as well. Um, that kind of help all our clients now. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's that's amazing progress in, in just three years too. I mean, I feel like for a lot of people, it takes them, you know, a long time to have a team and all that. So that's amazing. Thank you. How old are your dogs, by the way? You know, I'm also a dog person. (laughs) Yes, I have two five-year-old dachshunds and a two-year-old dachshund, and they completely run my household. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I have two dogs, so I, um, I totally understand that. And, you know, what can you not imagine your life? Like, I'm sorry, can you, can you imagine your house without dogs now, now that you have, like, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like they are, they are really like the whole, like they're our whole life. Like they're the name behind my business. Like docs design came from dachshunds. Like we call them doxies. Um, they actually just went to the groomers yesterday and they weren't here. And I was like, the house is so quiet and sad without them. Aww, that's so cute. I love it. Um, and I love that you, you know, potentially like have a business name inspired by your dog. That was how I was with my business, the Dapper Dog Box. Um, the logo is actually my black dog, Asha, with wearing a bandana. Um, and she was the inspiration behind my my business. So I definitely appreciate that. And I love talking about logos and things like that. So just before we kind of dive in, I would love to know for you, like, right, we're going to talk a little bit about branding, packaging, et cetera, and like how to make that help your business stand out. But for you, like, what are brands that you love? I always love to know people's favorite brands. Like what are yours? Maybe like one Uh, or This is such a good question. So, um, obviously we specialize in the pet space, um, but we work with all clients. So in the pet space right now, I'm obsessed with wild one. I just think their whole brand is so good. They recently just got picked up by target too. And so when I was in target, they put a brand new POP display out that had all of their harnesses and toys, their whole brand's just like super modern. They're trying to target more millennials. I think they're doing a very good job. And then recently I'm like a huge beauty person. So like all the skincare and makeup brands. So really anything like that, I really like, but there's 
there's one called Frank Body that is like a whole okay. body kind of makeup line. And their stuff's just really clean, nice. It's a little quirky. I think it brings a lot of like what we do with our design style with like bold patterns and kind of just quirky, cheeky copy. And I really appreciate when a brand does that. Oh, cool. I As you were talking about Wild One, I was like, okay, I have to look at them. I have to look them up on Instagram. And yeah, they're really, really good. Yep. They're cute. Yeah. It's always interesting to hear other people's favorite brands. And some of my favorites are Starbucks and Tom's. I have like lots of brands I love, but I think those are Starbucks is just my, I'm just, <laughs> I love them. So I, I like love it. Kind of boring, but I do. I love Starbucks. I love it. No, like, they do really nice, like um, different. I like how they change up their stuff, like for the holidays. And so I love when brands do that, like when they keep it fresh. And I think they put yeah. a lot of really interesting stuff out around the holidays and stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, if you read anything about the history of Starbucks, that's why I love it. I love the brand. I love the coffee. I like all that. But the history of Starbucks is what I love the most. It's such an interesting story. If you're not aware, I would highly recommend reading it. It's, it's really, really cool. So you can kind of, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting story. So anyway, so in terms of branding, cause I feel like branding is something that is very misunderstood with everyone. <laughs> and service. Um, a lot of times people think, Oh, a brand is just a logo. Can you kind of walk us through why that is not true and what actually makes a brand and what makes a brand like stand out? Yeah. So there's a lot of facets of branding. That's so funny you say that because that's actually like the line I say over and over again is a brand is more than a logo. Like I say, that's like my like thing I say all the time, but there's a lot of facets to the brand. You know, there's people who really um, focus on brand strategy and like that side of things. So that's also a part of the brand, but what, what our team does and where we focus is the visual side of the brand. So when I'm talking about branding, I'm talking about it in terms of the visual brand. And yes, the logo is one part of that. And I think it's a, the part that maybe people who aren't super familiar with branding and design know what to ask for. Um, but that is just one piece of the puzzle and arguably probably the least important piece of the puzzle. Um, so when we talk about brand, we frame it as your visual toolkit. Um, so we have our signature branding program in there is really where we focus on all the parts and pieces would make up a visual brand. So yes, logo, that's always like the first thing we do. Um, but it's your brand colors, your fonts, your patterns, your icons, Cons, your copy, the image style you're using. It's really all of those visual cues that you're crafting for your audience so that when they land on your website, they pick up your packaging, your social media, all those visual cues give them what your vibe is in like three seconds. And why I say that that stuff's more important than a logo, um, and we actually have like some visual examples of this, is you could take a logo and you can plug it into like a super feminine looking social media graphic that's like pink and sparkly. And then you could take that same logo and plug it into like a black and white stark kind of graphic. And it's going to give the logo a different vibe based on all the visuals around it. So really, I, I think the colors and the fonts and the icon, the illustration style are more important because the logo is going to be surrounded. You're not always going to see your logo. Like someone might share like a quote you have on Instagram or take a picture of the box that you have. So all of those parts of your brand, the visual toolkit is what is actually the most important and it helps a brand stand out. I love that so much. I have one thing that I have to bring up because I feel like I saw this on your Instagram story and I am very interested in this particular topic and you brought it up and I was like, oh my God, I love, I love Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, yes. We're talking about color psychology, or maybe we're talking yes. about colors and like how that resonates with an audience. Can you kind of mm -hmm. talk about the power of 
and the importance of colors and how it matters with your ideal customers. Yeah. So if you can't notice by like our brand and all the brands we do and like the office I am currently sitting in, like we love color. So I am like color passionate. My whole house is super color. I just love it. Um, And yeah, color evokes emotion. I mean, just like off the top of my head, when you're around red, like it increases your metabolism and increases um, your heart rate. It's kind of associated with anger, but also a lot of like fast food restaurants use it because it increases the metabolism makes you hungry. Whereas like green, yeah. And like green is more natural color and it calms, it actually slows down the heart rate, which is why so many coffee shops and spas use it because they're trying to like calm you. So there really is, like you said, a psychology behind the colors. I don't think every brand has to get so deep with it. Like I think a lot of corporations do, but just at like a base level, like I was just kind of talking about with plugging in a logo, like the, the colors you use evoke an emotion and they give off what vibe your brand is before someone even reads the copy on your website, before they even start to dive in. Colors are like one of the first things we see and are drawn to. So it's really, really important when you're picking them out that you make sure they're aligned with your brand values. They're aligned with who you are as a company. Like if you're trying to give off, like I'm eco-friendly, like that is a really big value to us. And you have bright neon colors on your website. Like there's going to be a huge difference connect there with your audience. And you're not going to be getting those people in that are your people and your community and ultimately are going to be your customers. Right. I love that so much, so much. Colors are so important. And a lot of times um, when I'm working with clients or students, they, they don't always have the right color palette. Let's just, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Um, It's not maybe the right color palette because they don't know. They didn't know. Number one, they don't know the power behind colors. And two, they don't really know how to choose colors, which I know for me, I'm not, I've worn many hats, but I am not a website designer. I'm also not a brand person. I can come up with a good color palette, but that's not my zone of genius. I know for me, Pinterest has always helped me come up with colors, but for someone that's maybe listening that um, can't afford, you know, we're going to talk about like how you can help people, but say people are early in their business. They can't afford um, like a, a branding person. How would you advise they go about choosing a color palette that's good for their brand? Love this. Um, so, well, I have a blog post I can link you that you can put in the podcast too. Um, but yeah. what designers use is called color theory. I had to take like four classes on this in college. So it's kind of going to be hard to boil it down. Um, but that is, I, if someone's like really interested in the topic and wants to look into it, there are actual formulas based on a color wheel that you can use to pair colors together to get them to look correct. So there's complementary colors, which are colors opposite of each other on the color wheel. Um, There's monochromatic, which are colors next to each other. So like if you see a color palette, that's all blues and purple tones. So there are certain formulas that you can use like that um, to make sure your colors match. So maybe if you have a brand color you like already and you're trying to find colors around it, if you type in like color theory, um, there's a ton of free online tools that will kind of plug and play. Um, But I personally, as a tool, like I really like Canva for a lot of our clients who aren't design like designers or can't afford the design software. And they do a really good job. They have like a whole section in there called design school. Um, and they have like a whole color palette section in there, like where you can go into the colors and they have like hundreds of pre-made color palettes. So like you said, Pinterest, 
there's so many pre-populated great color palettes out there where I think people struggle is they don't know where to kind of start to look for those colors. And what we um, recommend is first, before you like dive into the fun visuals is to really sit down and figure out what we call your brand tone. Or I like to say like, what's your vibe? What's your brand vibe? Um, So, you know, like I just used with that example, if you're like, oh, I'm a natural brand, I'm organic, like don't be looking at neon colors. Or if you're like, oh, like I'm a fun, like birthday box. Like I'm a party brand. Like you should be looking at brighter colors. So I think before like diving deep into the weeds, cause I think like people get really jazzed up about looking for colors, but then it quickly becomes overwhelming. Having some parameters in place will help you with that for sure. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. I love it. I didn't know about the, co- the design school on Canva. I love Canva. I have Canva pro. I didn't know about the design school. Um, I'll have to take a peek at that. But the co- the fact that they have all these like pre-made color palettes is really, really cool because yeah. it's hard to choose colors. Like it is very hard and there's so many damn choices. And then you're like, well, shoot, I don't know what shade of purple I should use. Do I use the bright one, the light one? But then yep. if I use a light one. What colors does that go with? And, you know, then, then you go down the whole rabbit hole with fonts and, you know, that's exactly like- <laughs> so. Yeah. I love that they have that. Can you just give us like maybe a quick example? Cause I, again, I know people listening are like, okay, well I have a, let's say I like, I'm, I'm a mom self-care brand and I'm targeting, you know, busy moms with young kids, but I have no idea what colors to go with. Like, what would you put yeah. As soon as you said that, I'm thinking like more muted tones, like the millennial pink, maybe like a baby blue, maybe like a more saturated brown that goes with that to pop against the two. You know, like, again, I do this for a living, so it's pretty easy for me to do this. But if you, another good thing to think about, and I I say this a lot and people think I'm crazy, is like, if you start like putting the persona of like who that person is, you're like, okay, self-care moms, like who is the self-care mom? Like, where does she shop? for her clothes? Like, where is she buying her coffee? What car is she driving? Like, what's her kitchen look like? What's she wearing? And then it's, then you start to get some visual cues. You're like, oh, she's got the white farmhouse kitchen. So like, you know, that something that's more clean and minimal is probably going to make sense for her. And like, you know, she shops at J crew and is probably grabbing like that baby blue, like turtleneck that's in style right now, you know, doing things like that help you kind of, again, put parameters on yourself. So when you're picking your visual cues, they are already familiar to your audience and they're attracted to it and they want to engage with it. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I love that you are also referring to the ideal customer thing. Cause that's something that is important for any product brand. And it's something that I really drill into. Like if you're a client of mine or a student, the, one of the first things I will ask you is like, no matter what you come to me with, I, my business isn't growing. I need sales. I need traffic. I'm always going to come back to that foundational question of like, who is your ideal customer and like break them down for me. Where do they shop? What's their age? What's their gender? Like, do they have dogs, kids? What's their favorite color? Maybe not that deep, but (laughs) you have to really know that person because it then it really like filtrates your entire business. So I I have to say, I love that you brought up the ideal customer part because a lot of times I see my students and they, they kind of skip over that part. They're like, Oh, well I'm targeting females in their twenties. Like that's not, Yeah. The more, honestly, you got to get, you got to drill down. We see that because we do so much in the pet space. Everyone's like, 
dog mom. I'm like, okay, what kind of dog mom though? You know, or like the mom. Okay. But there's like, there's like urban mom who lives in the city who like, is all about like the trendy, like new coffee shop. And then there's like, you know, more suburban mom who like might like Joanna Gaines, like those two people are going to be attracted to two very different visuals. So the more that you can drill down, that is when brands are so successful. And that is when, you know, you can really have fun with your visual brand because you know who you're targeting and like what they're going to be attracted to. Oh my God. Yes. I feel like I need to like high five you right now. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> high five. Um, and I like that you gave examples of like, okay, Joanna Gaines versus like the urban mom, who's going to be a very different person. I just love that in terms of maybe like, just cause you were kind of talking about clients and stuff, maybe mm-hmm. Do you have any, not examples of like actual clients, but what have you noticed from any of your successful clients that you've worked with? What, anything that they have in common, like, I think, okay. So I do, I can talk about some of my clients too. They love when I bring them up. So I always have my two like best case studies I bring up and they both, what I love about these two clients is they are completely different vibes, but they do the exact same thing. Um, so one of our clients is dogs of charm city. Um, they are a dog walking pet event company over in Baltimore, Maryland. They rebranded with us back last January, since we rebranded them, they have increased their online sales by 229%. Um, They are like party, party, bright, fun, pattern, like pack a punch type of people. Now our other clients, they're called Modern Companion. They are in South Carolina. They are a pet um, retailer. Um, They have their own accessory line. They are more natural. They're all about like supporting local. They're more on the boho side of things. And since rebranding with us and doing their packaging design, they went from being held in six retailers to over 60. So, and the reason that both of them did branding definitely played a big role, but they both were so focused on who their audience was and what they wanted to put out. Um, Modern Companion specifically, she went from the online space to retail. Like she curates her store so carefully. Like she vets every single product that comes in. Like, do they meet my brand values? Like, are they a small business? Like, is their packaging like matching, like, you know, this boho vibe I have? Like she's really curated the whole experience and the brand helped elevate that. Because of that, she started to attract those type of retailers that then wanted to carry her product. And then the same thing with Dogs of Charm City, like she was attracting like these fun, like younger millennial dog parents who like wanted to go to events and meet like-minded people and her brand brought them in. And from that, she was able to actually launch an entire product line. She was originally just a service provider, but because the brand was like bringing in these people and they, she knew what they liked, she was able to pretty easily create a product line that would target them because she had the brand all worked out. Um, So I think just like being really focused like that and really just making sure that you're not putting out anything visually or even like copy wise or anything like that, that isn't aligned with your brand is when I see my clients do really well. When I see clients maybe not do so well is when they try to be a brand for everyone. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Thank you for those two examples. I literally wrote them down and I'm like, okay, following on Instagram after this. Yes. Check them both out. They're amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of times people, um, and I have seen this, you know, we both have had pet related. Well, I mean, your business isn't pet related, but we, you work with a lot of pet clients. So I'll just say that, but I see a lot of people in the pet space where they have trouble. They really have trouble standing out. Like their products are 
cute. They're great, but they don't know how to drill into their targeting. So they are targeting like one person and their business struggles with that. And I, you know, I always try to help those people, but sometimes, you know, you, you have to kind of drill into your audience more and it's not enough to say, okay, I'm targeting like female dog moms, or I'm targeting like female moms, you need to be a lot more specific. So yeah. Yeah. I think that translates to anything, even outside the pet space. I mean, we have clients that are in like the home goods space, the beauty space. Like we have a lot of like candle brands, stationary paper, good brands. And I think even sometimes with them, it's like always like a female in this age range. And it's like, okay, but like, let's go a little deeper with it. And then once we're able to, for example, we just did a stationary brand and she was like, you know, like I'm going for like a coastal mom. And I'm like, okay, even that's a little bit more drilled down, but let's go even further. And she's like, okay, like a coastal mom who would like visit a tennis club and like loves Wes Anderson movies. And I'm like, boom, got the vibe. Like that is perfect. Like going like that helps. I love that. That's, that's also a very, even when you said coastal mom, I was like, wow, I wonder who, what a, like, I'm thinking in my head, like preppy New England with like exactly. yep. pastels and yeah, exactly. And that's ended up what we do for the brand. Her brand was like pastel floral, like, and had a lot of like vintage, like tennis club vibes to it. So that oh was God. what we did. That's so good. I want to check this out now. I'm excited about this brand. <laughs> I'm, fr- I'm from the East coast. So I feel like I always, I'm from the Northeast. So I like kind of like the Northeast, like Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, preppy, all that. Yep. (laughs) I love it. Okay, cool. So I feel like another thing I would love to hear more from you is packaging. And this is one of my favorite topics to ever talk about. I am obsessed with packaging. And I have to say, I, and we were chatting about this before we started recording, but like your package design is literally unreal. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I'm being very honest. Like I'm, I, de- I definitely call myself a packaging snob because I, for my business, I had really great packaging and it took me a year plus to be able to design that packaging because I knew my ideal customer. I knew what would get them to stop their scroll on social media and say, Oh, wow, I want that subscription box. So I would love to hear just your process. Like when you're working with a new brand, how do you come up with the packaging design? I feel like this is probably a very loaded question. But- yeah, <laughs> no, I love it though. Packaging. So I'm also packaging design nerd. Um, this like <laughs> whatever you call this behind me, this like cover is full of packaging design. Like whenever I'm at Target or I'm at Ulta or like anywhere, I like my husband yells at me because I buy so much stuff specifically for the packaging design, never use it. It sits back there as like inspiration. I just, I love packaging design. I'm in, and I think more and more people are becoming aware of it and our more brands are becoming aware of how important it is, which is great. Um, but it's definitely a huge passion of mine. And yeah, that is kind of a loaded question, but we have like, I, I think the process of what we do, um, we do two things. We have our box design program. Um, so that is for subscription boxes, um, people who are on the online space and do a lot of like sending out product and, you know, a mailer box. Um, and then we also do custom packaging design. So this is more for like the retailers. We do custom like dye lines, POP displays, like the whole nine yards of like actual like custom packaging. Um, but each process is a little different, but I will say like, we won't touch 
a brand or like work with them unless they got their brand down. So that's step one. Like if they come to me and they're like, here's my logo and that's all I have, like that is not going to be enough for us to work with to create like this kick-ass packaging. You need that visual toolkit. Like that is step one. Um, if you have colors, fonts, logo, that's great. But like you can only get so far with that in your packaging design. Like you need to have some other little elements and some other visual cues to play with, some illustrations. Maybe it's like a cute frame, a brand pattern, you know, things like that. Because when you start to add those elements to the packaging design and those little details like that is really when the packaging design becomes successful. And granted, if we have a brand we like really like, and we're like, you know what, you know, your vibe, but like, you just don't have the assets. Like we'll create the assets for them along the way. But like, that is the number one, like piece of the puzzle to make sure that the packaging is successful. So we always, you know, start with, well, you know, asking the ideal client question, asking them what their current brand is, like what they're currently doing for packaging, like what assets they're working with. And then we'll kind of go from there. I never will promise someone like you're going to have this kick-ass box with just a logo. Like I'm like, okay, you know, to be honest, like we need some illustrations. We need some things like let's start there. And then from there, you know, we'll get everything looking juicy and looking drool worthy. I love it so much. Do you have any like interesting, I'm sure you do. I don't even have to ask. Let's hear like an interesting story from a client who's come to you and their packaging was either terrible or just Okay. I shouldn't use the word terrible. Their packaging <laughs> was like basic. So maybe it was like yeah. they used a white poly mailer bag with a sticker. That's not terrible. Um, I shouldn't have said terrible. You got to start, you got to start somewhere. I mean, I'm totally yeah. sympathetic that everyone has to start somewhere, but like when you're making those big steps in your business and ready to grow, that's when you invest in, the, in this sort of stuff. Yeah. So do you have any funny or interesting stories of people who came to you with like the basic packaging and then you just literally up level them and now they're just kicking ass? Yeah. So, um, you're like every client I have. Yeah. I'm like, I have so many, um, a modern companion is one that comes to mind. They, like I just said, they had their pet accessory company. They just had like, they bought like the white postcards off Vistaprint and they had like their logo on it and they like tied the bandana around it. And that was really what they had. And we were able to completely redo their packaging. We created like these custom dog illustrations and made it look like the bandana and the bow ties are like actually sitting on a dog. And she has said over and over again that like the retailers say that like the packaging sells the product itself. And it's one of the main reasons why they put it in their store. Um, So that that's been a really nice thing to hear and nice case study. And then like I said, we are wrapping up a stationary brand right now, which is really exciting and fun. Um, and before it's not launched yet, but before she was working with us, she just had kind of like a, a white box, honestly, that she put put the stationery in. And that was really it. And then they kind of just slipped it in like a post office mailer and sent it out. Um, and it is like quite, like I said, it's kind of like the tennis club vibe. So it's quite a high-end paper good company. So I think a lot of customers, they were like let down by the unboxing experience of it all. Um, so we just wrapped up her brand. We're now moving into the packaging design phase of things. Um, she's one of our custom packaging designs. So our, our, um, team is working on a custom dye line and a custom packaging solution. Um, we're doing like a little matchbox kind of thing that slides out with the cards in it and it's foil stamped and it's super beautiful. Um, yeah. So it's going to be really nice, like, put, you know, obviously like using high-end materials, high-end finishes. And then um, we're creating like a really nice mailer box that goes in with an insert that kind of slides the cards into there. Um, and it's going to be like a writing kit that could sent out to clients. So we're going to put like some pencils in there and then like the stationery. So it's more of an experience and not like a letdown when someone gets, gets the product. Yes. 
I yeah, that's so good. I need who is this brand by the way? Yeah, I can't say yet, but keep your eyes peeled on our Instagram, and we're gonna be revealing them very soon. We're just wrapping them up, and they're gonna get ready for their big old brand launch. I'm so excited. No, it sounds like you've already sold me. It sounds so yeah. good. And then in terms of like. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about, like customer experience, which is everything. Yeah, everything. That is the language I teach, like I talk about all the time is like, how do you level up your customer experience? Because when a customer has a good experience, when they open the box and they're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I love the packaging. I love the insert. I love everything in here. Mm-hmm. Or even like an e-commerce poly mailer type of thing. What is the importance? Like, so why does a, like, even if it's on, let's say it's a high-end brand, but if it's like a regular brand, they're not really high-end. Do you think they need to invest in like good packaging design? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like it can be as simple, like I know everyone has to start somewhere, but like even Sticker Mule has like really cheap poly mailers that you can get that you can create like a fun design and put on like something as simple as that will make all the difference. And I love that you said customer experience because so my background is actually in like user experience design. That's like technically my, my design degree. So, um, and we have two designers on our team that are like quote unquote industrial user designers. Um, so we love, we like nerd out about that. Um, but the brand is, uh, a thread throughout the customer experience. And I always kind of frame it as like awareness, digital, physical, especially for the product companies, like someone becomes aware of you on your social media. Maybe they see an Instagram ad. Maybe they see one of your customers, you know, posting your box and they're like, Oh, what is this? You know, there's some visual cues there. They land on your social media profile. It should all visually connect. So they know that they're in the right place. Then they're going to kick, click on your website, which should also look like everything else. So they know they're in the right place. Hopefully they place an order because they like your vibe. You know, they, they clicked on your stuff. Then when they get their packaging in the mail, like it should all relate, like it should be a cohesive experience. And that just really makes your brand stronger and it makes them want to share it. I mean, I'm sure you've seen unboxing videos and everything like that are like all the rage on Instagram. So we do our best when we do the boxes and do packaging to make them engaging and make customers like want to take a picture of them because when they do that, that's just free advertisement for our clients. Um, and that's that's actually one of the things with our clients, Doggos Charm City, I'm talking about um, when they launched their product line, we did this mailer for them that's back here. Um, and people love this mailer. It just has like a cute, like fun saying on the front of it. And people were taking pictures of the box, like next to their dog. And then because she's such a localized business, other people like in there were seeing the box and like, whoa, what's this? I want this. And now she's launched like a series of like five of these boxes. She's got like five different subscription boxes now. Um, And it works. Like people eat this box up, like they love it. So I I think something like that really does elevate the whole experience and it gives you loyal fans, gives you loyal customers. Yeah. And I always say too, is that one of the things that I work with a lot of my clients on is like, not just branding or marketing, but like, how do you get your customers involved, like to feel involved Mm -hmm. in part of your brand? And I firmly believe that the packaging and the unboxing experience that you have actually can do that. So when you're you're talking about like, you have a a box and you're getting your customers to your, or your client, like you're, they're getting their customers to actually take photos of their dog with the box. Like that is how you get your customers to be involved, you know, or feel involved without telling them like, Hey guys, make sure you take a picture of the box, you know, of your dog with the box or whatever. So, um, I love that. And I, and I, and that was how my business was too. Like, I created my packaging 
for social media, for, you know, it to stand out and to involve my customers to take photos. And because of the packaging, like you opened up the box and there was a really fun message on the inside. It was purple. It had hearts. Like it was so beautiful. Um, But I created that very strategically. So my customers would be involved. And I can say like, that is how you number one, get people to buy more free advertising, but also you know, it's like a way of creating your customer super fans because they do feel more involved with your brand. And that's how you can get loyalty, get them to, you know, come back to you. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Love Packaging is, is there's so many like layers to it, but yeah. And then the more creative you can get with it, the better yeah. too. Like I just saw this one brand, they're called cat person and the box turns into a cat house after you're done. What? With it. No way. I know. And I saw this, I was like, okay, that is so creative. Like literally think literally outside of the box, like pun intended, like, you know what I mean? Like you could have so much fun with that. Like, what are some other things you could put in the packaging to like, you know, like I just got um, a package from this company called Glow Recipe. They're like a skincare brand. And like in the packaging, it came with like a sticker book and like a nice little makeup bag. And it like the sticker book, like the um, top of the box had like a game that like the sticker related to. And I was like, oh, how fun. Like, I want to keep this box. I want to like keep it around. Like when you can think outside of the box like that, I think it's just like another layer of packaging design that really elevates. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I need to look up the cat person too. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I just have one more question around packaging just cause I think this is such a interest. It's like a key thing. I, I think with subscription box. So a lot of my, mm-hmm. a lot of the audience here, they are subscription box owners. So I love definitely any, um, just subscription box things in general, but yeah. When I was designing my um, subscription box, I had my business for a bit over a year and then I decided to um, actually get it designed. So I spent like, yeah. I'm not talking about like a couple of days. I spent months researching, researching different box designs, the inside of the box, um, everything. And I created this, like, I keep, I feel like I keep talking about the box design. Like I just love it. It's like one of those things that I did for my business that made such a big difference, but also it's something that I was really proud of. But anyway, I'm rambling here. Um, I spent a lot of time like researching to make the design great. And I had like drew out my own little blueprint and then had someone make the actual design for me. So I could then work with a box manufacturer. Um, But one thing that I see with subscription businesses is that a lot of people aren't leveraging the inside of the box. So yes. Oh my goodness. Like like for me, that is like missing most important. It's like missing real estate because when you open up that subscription box, that is like the photo op. That's where you have your branding. You can have a hashtag. You can have whatever the hell you want. Thank you. Going to make yourself stand out on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook, whatever. Um, how do you like, cause some clients don't want to pay for, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, you're seriously like speaking to my soul right now, because we have a lot of clients that will do the full design, but then they go to pay it and they're like, Oh, it's too expensive to do the inside and the outside, which I totally understand. But like, yeah. if you open up that box, what a letdown when it's yeah. just blank, like the white box, it kills me. I, I get like price is always an issue, but like, how do you handle those objections with your clients? Because like, you probably can say like the inside of the box is going to give you a better opportunity. Um, Like I would almost rather them print the inside of the box and do like a sticker on the outside of the box, to be honest. Like, I think the inside of the box is more important 
like, like you said, it's the photo op. People are going to open it up. Your product's going to be right there. That's when they're going to take the photo. Like that's when they're the excited, like it's so important. I mean, obviously you want to do the whole box. Like I want every client to do the whole box, but I totally understand that like price is an issue. Um, so yeah. I think there's, a, there's a couple ways that you can get around that. I mean, I've seen clients where, um, they'll print the outside of the box and get like a nice sticker label that they'll put on the top, you know, and still make it look nice. Or I see clients who will buy like a colored mailer that's like inside outside color and will like use stickers. Um, another thing that we've recently been doing and is actually part of our brand branded box program is, um, we don't only do the box design, but we also do the, a tissue paper design and a custom insert. Um, so a postcard, so even if the top of the box is blank, like the inside part will look nice because they'll have like the nice custom tissue paper that has the nice design on it. And then the, either the really like cool thank you card or, you know, um, sometimes it's like care instructions or if it's a birthday box, it'll be like a birthday card. Like we designed that. So it kind of takes people's eyes like down from like the blank top to like the nicely designed thing. So there is ways you can get around that. Actually, I'm surprised because BarkBox recently removed the design from the inside of their box. So they no longer have a design on the inside. Um, but when you open it, what they did was they have like this postcard that wraps around and you have to like break open the postcard to get into the product. And the postcard is always interactive. It's like a, a yeah. game for your dog or it's like a frame to take a picture. So I think if you're doing something like that to like get around it, it's okay. But if you're just like throwing your product in a blank box and then you're like printing the outside, it's such a missed opportunity. No, I agree with you. Um, and that's what I said. Like I spent so much time researching and, and really being able to create the best design to stand out. So I think that's, it's definitely important. And I also have to say, um, just since you brought them up, BarkBox, I feel like has the worst, most boring packaging, like given yeah. how, like, again, I'm always going to not like BarkBox because they were like my big competitor, but given like the brand, like we're talking about personality of a brand and like the, you know, the bright, co well, their colors are decently bright. Like they use lots of blue. Their packaging is boring. Like yeah. why do they not have a really cool box. Like it's so, yeah. it's like the ugly. I know. <laughs> yep. I know. It's surprising. I mean, like all these bigger brands, actually, I have, like I said, I think a lot of, I think this is where smaller brands though can also stand out. I mean, I'm like a huge proponent of like shopping local, supporting small businesses. That's like all our clients is small businesses. And I think packaging design is really where you can personalize it and really just like bring it that these larger businesses aren't doing because they're doing it in such large quantities that that kind of gets missed. I mean, think about Amazon, like they don't really have like a cute box that they send out. They have just like a little yeah. smiley on the side, you know, it's really an opportunity that I think smaller businesses can take to just really personalize that experience even more. Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah, you're right about Amazon too. They also have like the worst packaging. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, and then just to like kind of wrap things up, this was so amazing. I feel like you've given so much great insight and, um, yeah, I I'm definitely obsessed with all of your work. A lot of my clients are, why do I say clients? Um, a lot of the audience are like subscription box owners, Etsy owners, e-commerce yes. stores, how can people work with you? And then what like yeah. what offers do you have? What services? So let's Oh, let's I it. love yeah. So the main way that people work with us is through our signature branding program. Um, so this is us giving you the full shebang of the brand that I walked through earlier. So logo, colors, fonts, patterns, illustration styles. Um, we give you an icon set. 
um, social media templates, set up your Canva for you. We really give you the entire toolkit that you need to build your brand. So that is kind of our core service offering is the signature branding program. It's where most people start. And then from there, we do have our packaging design services. So we have a box program um, where we do the box design, like I said, um, and includes one box custom tissue paper design and an insert. And then we also do custom packaging design, which is kind of just like a come tell us what you need. We'll figure it out. We got the tools. We'll do it for you. Um, so those are kind of the two big things. Um, and then a lot of our clients, like I said, we have clients for two, three, four years. I have some clients that while I was still working full time are still my clients today. Um, so we really like to work with our clients long-term and we do that through our design lab. And our design lab is pretty much our VIP days where a client will buy a day with our team. And that is where we work on any and all things design. I mean, we just wrapped up one today. I worked on some mailers. I worked on a punch card. I worked on a thank you. I worked on some merch designs. We have um, some clients where we'll do custom patterns every quarter, you know, t-shirts design, email graphics, blogger, like you name it, we do it for our clients. But we do like to really start them out with the brand first because we can just continue to really get to know you and get to know your brand and continue to build off of that. Um, and then we also do website design. So we do have a lot of clients that we move off of Etsy. But again, we only offer that to our branding clients because you can't really create a website unless you have a really nice brand to go along with it. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And do you mind if I ask you one more question? I feel like I yeah. forgot about this and this is such a great thing. Can you just talk a little bit about fonts? I feel like, how did I forget to ask you this earlier? But fonts oh, yes. is something that um, I really... <laughs> I have a lot of interest in fonts, but they can be so confusing and frustrating. Yes. They make such a big difference with the brand. Do. How just any like tips you can give on fonts, yeah. the important of fonts. And have you read that book called, I forget what it's called. I'm maybe, you know what I'm talking about? Like crap. What's it called? Something about fonts. Oh, fonts really do matter. Yeah, I have like a whole like this is all font books right here. So I am a typography nerd for sure. Um, so we kind of have like a little formula that I try to like break it down in layman's terms for everyone. Because again, I had to take like three typography classes in college. So it's like a whole thing. Um, but I think to keep it like simple, um, the, the four categories that I like to tell people are is there's serif typefaces. So these are like your more classic fonts that you see that have like the little feet at the end, like the times new Roman of the world, the world. Um, so this is like your more classic natural type of typeface. Um, then you have your sans serif, which is the opposite of that. That is like the clean modern fonts you see. Um, and then we have what we call like our script handwritten fonts. I'm sure, you know, use these sparingly people do not use them like in large bodies of copy. <laughs> um, and then we have what we call our display fonts. So these are like the fonts with a lot of character, a lot of personality. They are like the more like decorative fonts that you see. Um, so those are the four categories and our kind of secret formula that we do for our clients is we always give them three fonts. Um, so the first font is the headline font. So this is the font that you're going to use for like the big, bold copy on your website, like the social media graphics. And this is usually where you will use a display font. So a font that might have a little bit more character, has a little bit more impact. And then you have your body copy font. So this is like large bodies of, you know, paragraphs on your website, on your postcard. Um, and this is where I typically like to use a sans serif or a serif, just like an easy to read legible font. 
Um, and that is usually where people will stop. Like they'll have their two brand fonts they use and call it good. But we like to add one more into the table because we just find that it keeps the brand fresh. Um, it gives you a little bit more to work with. So we call this our accent font. Um, and this is usually either a script a hand-drawn or another sort of decorative like font. And this is the one that's like used very, very sparingly, like as like a call out or like as an accent piece or kind of just like the third font that you have in your back pocket. So that is kind of our formula. Um, now how to actually pick those fonts again, going back to the brand tone, like if you're a natural font, I tend to lean more towards like the serifs and the more natural organic looking like script fonts. Whereas if you're like a more bold, friendly brand, you probably want to go for like more sans serifs, like hand-drawn sort of fonts. So that's kind of how we do it. Um, again, I know it's like you can go down a rabbit hole, but there are a lot of great tools. Canva, again, they have like a whole typography section. Um, but if you follow that formula, I think people can get pretty far with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I fonts are so funny just with like, I feel like with my business, the Depper Dog Box or the business I used to have, um, I was not great with the fonts for that business. I think my colors were good, but my fonts were pretty boring actually. And now that I've just, you know, been having businesses for a couple of years, I definitely have, I think better, a little bit better of a taste, if, if that makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, or maybe like more knowledge and more understanding of, of fonts, but you know, they really, really do make such a massive difference. And you can, you yeah, the website page, like you build a landing page and you use one font and it looks it, it can look, it can make your website look terrible. And again, like yeah. this is a different conversation, but like, you know, that will help. I'm sorry. Um, that will affect your conversion rate and like everything mm -hmm. that you're doing for your business is to increase your conversion. So fonts, um, yeah, they can kind of make or break. So, Oh, for sure. People see the font before they even read what the font says. So they're very important. And I, I do, you know, since I've had online businesses now, I do look at, and I'm sure you do too, even like way more, way more than I do, but you know, naturally like studying when you're going to a website, like you're looking and paying attention, like look at the fonts they use. Like, Oh my God, this font is awful. Yeah. <laughs> There's like so many awful fonts. Oh, so. I cringe when someone has like their whole about page in like a script font or like a handwritten, yes. like certain handwritten fonts work, but like when the whole thing is like, you can't even read it. I'm like, no. Yes. So I, like legibility, step one. <laughs> yes. And, and I love a script font. Like I, I have yeah. one accent font. on. Oh, I did too. Yeah. But I hear you with the script font. I think it's a little bit I love it. I love it, but it's very overused. And I like that you said like sparingly because people really do overuse it. And then they, they choose fonts that you literally cannot read. And like, if someone yeah. can't read your website, they're going to click off and you just lost a customer. So yep. Yes. I love it. Okay. And then, so just to wrap things up, I know I said that like five minutes ago, so clients that are interested in potentially working with you, I'd love for you just to give everyone, um, like, who do you work with? What, what industries and then, yes. um, where people can find you. Love that. So we work with um, any small business or medium business that uh, wants a kick-ass brand and packaging design. Um, we work with a lot of product companies, like you said. So we do a lot of like home good, candle, beauty brands, that sort of thing, um, stationery, paper goods. Um, and then yes, our specialty is in the pet space. Like I said in the beginning, I'm a dog mom. Um, so we work with a ton of pet accessory, leash, collar, 
pet food, dog food, food and beverage, really, you name it, we do it. Um, so yeah, really anyone who kind of vibes with us is a nice human. That's really important to us uh, and wants to work with us. We would love to have you. Um, and you can find us all over social media. Um, our Instagram is at docs, D-O-X dot design. That is probably the best way to follow us. It's where we're posting all of our in-process work. It's where we do all our brand reveals. Um, we have monthly social media freebies that our team designs um, and shares for everyone to use. We actually just dropped our bundle for this month today. Um, and then if you want a little bit more in-depth training, we do have a free Facebook group. Um, it's called Design Support for Small Businesses. Um, and in there, every month we have a training. You know, I post like Canva tutorials on there like a crazy person. We have, you know, just like little freebies, tidbits, really anything. And it's just a great community of other like-minded business owners who have design questions that you probably have that we've answered. Um, and we also in there have our, what we call our design school. So every Wednesday we have an open forum where you can ask our team any design question you have, you can post maybe like a Canva graphic you're working on, or if you're going through a rebrand with someone else, like we're more than happy to take a look at it. Um, and by end of the day, our team responds to your question on there. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I'm sure people um, must be loving that. And then um, for people that want services, can you just remind us one more time, you do branding. So websites, logo, all that stuff. Um, yes. Any like a la carte services, like some comes to you and they say, I just want the box design or I just want the. Internet. Yeah. So packaging design is something that we do offer a la carte. Um, so if you go on our website, you'll see we have a whole packaging design section. Um, we have our box program, and then we also have our custom packaging design. Um, and then, as I mentioned, we do have what we call our design lab, which is our VIP days. Um, we don't like regularly advertise that because we just like, like to make sure that the brand like vibes and like has everything that we kind of work with. Um, but for example, just actually yesterday, we had a client who had a couple assets and they hired us for design day to create more for them. So really their design day, we created some patterns, some icons, we created social media templates, and it was like enough to get them going where they needed to go. Um, so that's a nice interim step. If you're not quite ready to dive into the full rebrand, you can book a design day with us. Um, and I can send you that link to book that. It's not on our website. It's like a private link, but I can send it to you to put in the show notes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like so many of my students, need help with, um, redoing packaging, redoing websites, like redoing kind of everything. So I know that a lot of people will definitely, um, love your service. And then of course, if you just go to Kayla's Instagram, you'll probably be sold immediately. It's like <laughs> such a great Instagram. So thank you. Such a great representation of your work. So, um, thank you. You, know, you do it or your team, you guys are doing a really, really good job. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. And yeah. um, I love talking like branding, color, packaging, <laughs> font. I could sit here all day. So it's fun to chat with another person about it. And yeah, thank you so much, Kayla. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Such a great episode. I loved chatting with Kayla. She's so interesting. And like I said, if you have not checked out her Instagram, do yourself a favor, head over to instagram.com slash docs, D-O-X dot design, and you're going to love her stuff. She's so, so talented. And I just... I'm obsessed. Um, so if you love this episode, please do me a favor and leave a review. I do a happy dance every single time you leave a review. And I just love hearing what you think about the podcast and what you're learning. So if you love this episode, tap that subscribe button and also let me 
know what you liked about this episode. What did you learn? Um, what do you want to know more about packaging design? Um, hit me up with questions on Instagram, carrie.a.fitzgerald. I love hearing questions about packaging design, web design, branding. I love all those things. So definitely let me know if you guys have any questions. And if you are looking for someone to help you with your packaging or your branding, then definitely hit up Kayla again, um, instagram.com slash docs.design. She's amazing. And if you were looking for a product-based business coach or mentor, I have one-on-one clients and I have group coaching programs and courses, and I would love to help you. I'd love to work with you. So if you are interested in a short-term coaching program, you want to drive more traffic, you want to increase your website conversion, you're trying to incorporate more customer acquisition channels, definitely let me know. I'd love to work with you. And I have all sorts of services with different price points and different options. And I always want to be flexible um, for my clients because I always want to help you. So anyway, you can um, look in the show notes. I have a link there. And otherwise, you can um, find my information on my website, carry.com. Sorry, carryfitzgerald.com. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for your support. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.